This is the Capture and Craft podcast hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak, where we talk about everything wedding photography, videography, business related to help you and others grow their businesses in 2023 and beyond. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. On this beautiful Friday that I'm recording this podcast, I'm so excited to have the weekend off. Um, Definitely ramping into wedding season here pretty shortly, so it's nice having a few last minute or a few last full weekends off to be able to get things done and enjoy the time off before the wedding season. How's everybody else doing? Uh, definitely feel like it's going to be crazy here this season for Florida people. I don't know about like uh, super northern. I have a bunch of weddings out of state this year too, which is pretty cool. Uh, but today's episode, guys, I want to talk about something I experienced towards the tail end of last wedding season and as I was going into this year's season. Um, I wanted to just based on a few of these uh, funks and things that how to get out of your creative funk. I feel like a lot of times I've, as creatives, um, we get into these funks of like not wanting to edit photos, not feeling super inspired at weddings. Maybe you have a wedding that's like the client gives you like a full shot list with every single shot. And like some people like that because it's like, okay, I know that I can just get all these and be good, you know, but it's like you kind of get your creativity bottled up because maybe you might see something off the shot list, but you're so focused on getting that shot list done. So it's like, I don't want to veer from it because if I miss something, then they're going to get mad. And it's like, okay, well, like, you know, you want to appease your client, you know, do everything to make sure that your client enjoys their process. Um, But with that said, I feel like staying out of creative funks are huge, obviously, because you can continue to produce your best work in your entire season, um, especially if you only shoot in your local market. If you, if photographers and videographers only shoot in Florida, a lot of times our season is basically like late September, early October to like May. Once June hits, we really slow down, especially through July, August, September, uh, just because it's so hot here. I do a lot of weddings out of state, so like a lot of times, like I'll be in other places in June, July, and even like this early September, even like late August. Um, so it kind of depends, but giving it your season, everything you got is huge. So if you get into this funk in the middle of the season, it kind of sucks because what if you have some amazing weddings or amazing clients that aren't getting the best of you? If that makes sense. So with that said, in today's episode, we're going to talk how to get out of a creative funk. Um, The first thing first, though, is you have to understand when you are in a funk. If you are a person that normally is really excited in regards to, you know, uh, editing your galleries, editing your wedding films, and you're pumped to go shoot weddings, and then you all of a sudden feel like you're not or you're not nearly as motivated or like you're literally doing the bare minimum or maybe you're skipping little small steps. Maybe you put more time normally into like the sound design of your video, or maybe you put more time into like the skin retouching portion of your photos and you're realizing like, oh, like this one doesn't need it. And like you're skipping those little steps because you want to hurry up and like get that client gallery out or get that film out so you can move on to the next project. Um, these are really big signs in in understanding that you have entered into that creative funk. You have entered into that loss of motivation in your craft. You have entered into that sector. Um, So understanding when you're in that funk is huge. So I want to give you guys a bunch of tips as well as go over some comments that I got on my Instagram story and TikTok um, asking this question before I recorded this episode. So if you don't follow me over there, definitely head um, check out my TikTok. I post a lot of unhinged stuff over there. Instagram's a little bit more uh, tailored back, if, if if you will. Um, But I'm going to go over my tips and then kind of what some other people responded with in some of those other uh, media platforms. So the first thing I'm going to say is just take a break if you can. Like if you can. Obviously, like 
not all of us can take a break in the middle of January, February, especially if you're shooting in like a, a northern state because that's like the prime wedding season. Um, but you could take a break in essence of like one singular day. Like if you have a Saturday, Sunday wedding, like it's okay to take Monday off and not start editing right away or something like that. Like it's okay to take those small breaks and do something like fun, like that you enjoy. That's like a hobby. A lot of us, this started off as a hobby. I bet you a lot of you guys listening to right now picked up a camera, picked up your video equipment, and you did it as like a fun project or like something fun to do or like to learn. And then you like slowly realize you liked it and it's like, what's well, better than make, making money with something you like? But it does lose that little bit of that hobby aspect. Now, for me, I love like shooting landscape photos. I love seeing my landscape photos in my house, like printed in frames and stuff. Um, so I could still exercise it in that version, like go around like my local town, maybe take some like shoot a roll film and like and see like what all those landscape photos will come out as. And it's not client work. So it's like a little bit more refreshing. Um, but taking a break can help so much because it just gives you time to to re-motivate yourself, disconnect from what you're doing on a consistent day-to-day basis, and kind of like rehydrate, re-refresh your mind, if you if you will, um, in that creative sense. Like I said, though, sometimes it's hard to take like extended breaks, but even one day can really make a big difference. I feel like sometimes we we think that like, you know, people talk about vacations, let's say, for example, you think a vacation has to be like five, seven, a week plus, but like a three-day vacation. Like let's say you shoot like a, you know, a Saturday, Sunday wedding, and then maybe you have one during the week, but and you decide, you know what, I have a free weekend. I'm going to take Friday off. I'm going to go somewhere Thursday, stay somewhere Friday, stay somewhere Saturday, come back Sunday. Just that little break can so, can, can it immensely help your motivation when it's, when you are coming back to work um, to, to edit those galleries and those videos. So that's my first thing is just saying taking a, a break. Now, if you can't take a break, I would suggest, and this is something I implemented uh, about a year and a half ago when I was actually falling behind in editing, I hired an editor or built like a relationship with an editor. So I wanted to make sure that like, God forbid, like something happened or that like, if I couldn't work for something or like, you know, as I'm planning my future for a little bit more, like if I have kids, like I don't want to have like a relationship with like an editor that way, if I need to send off a project or two so that I can stay on task or even maybe just like the calling for videos or the calling for photos, something simple like that, that can help you, you know, progress and continue moving forward while maybe you are taking that break. Um, so I definitely recommend an editor. And like I said, there's a lot of them that are just like for portions of the editing process. Like maybe you do want somebody to just call and pick the best photos, or maybe you want to call them yourself. So you have no, which ones are being delivered and then, you know, create an editor, an editing relationship, um, with an editor for that, for the editing portion. Now, with that said, I've done an episode, I think, talking about, or I've mentioned it before with the AI. Um, Imagine AI is an amazing platform that can learn your editing style and edit for you. Now, obviously, is it going to, you know, make it 100% on point with what you would do? No, but if it gets you 80% of the way there, 85% of the way there, spending 15% on each photo is a lot quicker than spending 100% on each photo. So I definitely would recommend that. Obviously, video, less limitations. but if you have an editor that can call all that footage, sync all that audio, put everything in those timelines, that that takes hours off off of, off of that editing queue and process for you, and may give you some time to take like a half day Monday and Tuesday or something like that to take a break. But honestly, guys, just having a relationship with editors is huge because you just never know what's going to come up in your personal life, and you're still running a business, so you still have to deliver products in the you know timely manner that your contract says. Um, there's been times I've gone over my my, my contract to time, and it it. it eats me up inside. I get to the point where I'm like, 
I can't be relaxing right now with my friends and family because like me relaxing is like not working on a project that I'm like late on. Um, so I would definitely recommend building a relationship with an editor for any other circumstances. Um, but like I said, teach their own, maybe do a portion of it, maybe do the whole thing. It, it, it you know, doesn't matter. It's up to you guys. Um, next thing I want to talk about, I've mentioned this a little bit earlier above as far as the break thing, but working on like a personal project, I, um, am a very bad example of this because I will take trips with my fiance Maria and we'll go on like, uh, like overseas trips, even in the States. And I will record so much cool, like footage and I never will touch it. The photos I will edit more because I want to print them and put them around my house and, you know, send to fam friends and family. But the videos are obviously a little bit more intensive when it comes to the editing process. And um, I'll never touch the videos. And there's still some now, like my Greece trip from last year, haven't touched the videos. I will take time to just organize it or watch the footage. You know what I mean? Like, cause obviously if you're still editing, it's still doing the same thing your job is. Um, but doing it on a personal level can help motivate you um, or give you new ideas even on what to in incorporate in your actual workflow. So working on personal projects are huge because you can be a little bit more motivated in that sense, which could carry over to your, obviously your client work. Um, when all else fails though, one, one tip I always go back to when it comes to, uh, getting in a funk is actually just connecting with other like local vendors. It doesn't even have to be like a photographer or videographer. Like sometimes I'll ask like a wedding planner friend of mine to like get together and like have some tea or coffee and talk about a wedding we have in like a month and a half from now or like get together with like a DJ and take some like headshots for him and just like chill and talk and hang out and like maybe even complain to them about things or reasonings why you're uh you know in your funk and then just having good conversation like that can help you a lot i feel like a lot of times we forget like especially if you're like a sole person in your business like it's just you you're by yourself so like having those relationships with like friends in the industry is huge because it's somebody that's gone through what you're going through and you can vent to and talk to and they might be able to help you out they might not who knows uh, but just taking again that little bit of minute to kind of build those connections um, and take a step away from the back end post processing side and kind of focus on the connection side of the business may help as well um, one like I feel like like subtle thing that motivates me is actually like working with other people too um like on actual wedding days as well like instead of like and by what i mean by that it's like second shooting or even like assisting like i feel like we think that because like i shoot 35 plus weddings a year like i'm like too cool to second shoot i never think that i love second shooting it's so cool to me to be able to see how other people work and even them see how i work and you can get inspiration from them on you know certain shots certain lens choices certain posing options um, and then just like vibe together and also just like see like, well, I really like what you did with that couple. I really like how you went about handling family portraits. Um, or I really thought that it was cool that like you went out of your way to grab the DJ to get a picture with the couple, grab the wedding planner, get a picture with the couple. Like it's cool to see and work with other vendors because it, it gives you ideas and motivates you on things that maybe you want to implement or, you know, in a different way or the same way even, um, I feel like I've said this before, but like community over competition is definitely like, I think huge. I think there's a lot of weddings to be had. So not wanting to work with other people or not hiring other people to second shoot for you because you don't want them to know what you're doing because they may be in your like direct market with, like I said, the AI AI episode with AI and the amount of post-processing 
um, stress that's been lifted off the photographer aspect of it, um, our personalities are going to drive more than ever. Our connections with clients pre pre them even inquiring or even like after they inquire like on a sales call, those are going to strive more than ever. So you can implement the same things, everything down to the T that your like local competitor photographer can do. Um, and you may not get the bookings because there's so much more than just putting the same exact copy on your website or doing things like that that you think is just going to attract that same client because it's not. It also comes down to the personality, the connections they made with local vendors, they're standing at venues, stuff like that. Uh, so it's huge. I think second shooting or assisting or just helping out in any way. If you have free time, maybe you can help out somebody with their calling or help out somebody with their editing. Who knows? Um, they can help you motivate you and stuff like that. But with that said, maybe you don't have that opportunity. Maybe it's hard to, you know, get people to book you for a second shooting, you know, soon when you're, you know, feeling in that creative rut. One thing you could do is education. I've talked about education so many times. Listening to this podcast is education. Um, learning and getting fired up about the things you're learning um, is huge because every time I purchase a course, go to a workshop, Anything like that, I love working hard to implement those things that I've learned into my business. Taking a break from the post-processing of file side and maybe updating my about me page that I learned at a workshop or you know, writing a posing guide to put on your digital store, something like that that really can help you sit back and be like, wow, this is pretty cool or I'm learning something that I can implement in the following season or this year. Education is so undervalued. It's crazy. I feel like a lot of people just don't want to admit that like like they think they're like some people think they're above that like even for example I'll show at the gym like I've been working out for a while do I have like the most like chiseled uh, uh body out of all the gym goers in the world absolutely not but like I have some generally good education on like how to like lift weights properly um but I'm not going to like let people that maybe see me doing bad form not say like yo like maybe lower your elbows down maybe bring your arms closer together like Walking around thinking like you know everything is like such a crazy concept concept of ignorance. So any photographer at any level should be investing in education because there's always most likely somebody like above you that's teaching some valuable information that you could implement that could help you get to their level. And then maybe you, you know, tweak that to your own system and then you sell that as education to help the person below you that wants to learn to be on your level. Education is always going to be a thing that I will always push. Like I said, I do one to two pieces of educational content every single year. I normally allot anywhere between fifteen to twenty-two to $2,300 um, to spend in education each year because that $2,300 investment can help me attract a client that's going to spend five, dollars $6,000. Then, hey, it was all worth it in the, in the long run. Um, but lastly, I, I want to pinpoint on what kind of gets people into these funks because I feel like a lot of times – it's great to have this list of things I've talked about and you know know how to get out of it, but how do we stay out of these funks? How do we start to recognize when these things are happening? I'm going to give you guys two examples that I realized I was definitely in a creative funk um, or what got me into them and like what consistently got me into them. The first thing is overbooking. That one will always be, um, unless you have a team like a team of editors, uh, multiple like photographers and videographers, maybe somebody doing admin work. Shooting two weddings every single weekend throughout the year, if you're doing all the sales calls, all the editing, all the emails, all of the calling, all of the gear maintenance, all of like the admin stuff, 
you will get burnt out. Like I'll say that with 100% confidence. Like you can be a volume brand with like, you know, not crazy, like over the top edits that are specific and unique to every couple. You can easily be a volume brand, but you have to have like systems in place and maybe even like one or two team members to kind of help that out. I know a few individuals in my local market that do 50 plus weddings a year, every single year and kill it. Now, are they working every single weekend? Yeah, they're working every single weekend, even like maybe not during the hottest summer month. Um, but I think that, that leads to burnout a lot of times because especially if your desires are to increase that quality, are to increase that level of, you know, aesthetic. So normally I always recommend at some point in the year, make a reminder in your phone to look back or look ahead and see how many weddings do I have for the following season. And how many do I want to do? But also how much do you want to make? So that can give you an idea of what price point you should be at. And analyzing those numbers a lot and often, that way you can say, okay, the most I want to do is 35 weddings per year. But I want to make X amount of dollars. So I need to be charging X amount per wedding to get there. What can I do to implement that? And if you know you get burnt out at wedding 40 or wedding 41 or wedding 30 even, um, limit yourself and say no after that. Or if maybe it's the post-processing side that burns you out, say no to that portion. That's when you say, okay, yes, I'm going to sell this package for $3,000, but I'm going to pay that editor $1,000 to edit. So I'll, I'll still make $2,000 and I'll still go shoot the wedding and have the client relationship and do the emails. But the other half of the project, I'm just going to subcontract that out. So you do that you know, for every wedding after your 30th wedding. So you tell yourself, I'm going to do everything for 30. Any weddings I book after 30, all the post-processing I send out. So it just kind of varies on stuff like that. Um, the second thing that definitely got, gets me into creative funks is like never switching things up at weddings, like shooting every single wedding, like the exact same way with the same lens, the same lighting setup, et cetera. Um, and that goes also hand in hand with like working at the same venues. Like a lot of times I've said this before, like I will discount like wedding packages, like five, maybe seven and a half percent um, to work at a venue I've never shot at before because that always motivates me because like I want to create like awesome work, especially at a place that like is new to me and I like because it helps me stand out, helps my feed look like I'm you know I'm all over the place, which I, I kind of honestly am. Um, but doing that for me always always helped with my burnout. Just being able to shoot at new places and see new things. If I shot at the same wedding venue every single weekend, like would it make my job easier in the essence of okay, I know I can go get here, get this angle, and get this shot? Yes, but if you're a creative person, sometimes that kind of bottles you up. So yeah, guys, let's go over a few of the things that people said over on Instagram. My Instagram is at lensculturephotofilm. If you guys want to give me a follow over there, I do like polls like this for the podcast here and there. Um, the first person said, let me know when you find out what gives, uh, what cures uh, a creative rut. So obviously I hope that she listens to this episode so that she can, uh, get some info on it. Um, another person said crying. I wouldn't recommend this one, but, uh, I've done that a few times as well too, especially, you know, after some crazy weddings. Somebody said, changing up my location in which I do my editing, for example, a coffee shop. This one's awesome. This is a great idea. I feel like it's going, again, I keep going back to the gym analogies, but I feel like it's like almost like going back to a new gym. Like you get a little bit more motivated when you're at a new gym. When you go to the same gym every single time, sometimes like, you know, it gets old after a little while. So having that little, like little refresher can be really nice, mainly because a lot of times it's just like a new place to be. Um take a SL lounge photo education class. Again, education, perfect. Um, call a friend or couple who are amused. So like somebody who you, who maybe you want to do like something super creative with and like plan a whole shoot yourself and have full control. Um, 
another person said watching shows with dynamic cinematic lighting um, and go out and film that same sort of lighting. That's a really awesome idea. Like just getting inspiration from these like other forms of media can really help a lot. A lot. Another answer was go out in nature or on a photo walk. Nothing but the sound of nature, a camera and shoes, and I can explore in it. And that's pretty cool, actually, to think about. It kind of goes off with like what I said before um, as far as like disconnecting or doing something personal. These are all great suggestions because I feel like they, again, help you disconnect from your daily routine and your daily task of delivering amazing work to your clients. Um, but yeah, that's all that I have for you guys today in this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, make sure you check out my socials down below little unhinged on tiktok but i love tiktok um so yeah check out tiktok check out instagram talk to you guys in next week's episode Bye.